Guten Morgen, or in our case, Guten Evening, or whatever it is in German. Monday morning football, little bonus, Michael McQuaid joining you post Frankfurt. Now, let's just get to the bottom of this, folks. We cannot record in Frankfurt due to the flight being so quick afterwards. And we're sorry. I think one thing I really enjoyed with London was the whole potential of having a wee taxi in London, sitting, chatting, different ballgame in Frankfurt. But just, just so, so happy to have experienced that yesterday, to meet so many Irish people at that game, but also have Connor Mangan with me. Connor, you came from Toronto to the game. That meant an awful lot to a lot of us. How are you doing? How, how are you feeling after last night? Well, Michael, I am doing very well. Uh, feeling very excited and blessed to have the opportunity to go see the first ever NFL game in Frankfurt. It was amazing. Really, really enjoyed it. How did you find the experience in Frankfurt? Was this your first international game, man? Because it was, it was some game to be at, wasn't it? It was just nuts. Yeah, Frankfurt. Frankfurt was was great overall. Um, I think they might have some small logistic things to figure out in terms of what they were what they were doing, how they're organizing fans going around the place. Of course, like the rain didn't help. Like it rained a lot of the day on Saturday, and then a lot of the day on Sunday as well. So that just didn't help with people being able to move around because they didn't really want to because they were getting soaking wet. Um, but the fans themselves, once they were inside, were absolutely electric. I mean, Germany, you've got an incredible fan base there. Absolutely amazing. Um, no one could doubt it. And you could feel it, definitely, like the first quarter. It was absolutely sensational. The place was rammed, and it was amazing. It was my first international game. I hadn't been to one before. Um, we're trying to kind of feel like how I was going to expect it. I'm like, well, it'll be a mix of fans. Will it be half Chiefs? Will it be um, half Dolphins? You know, what's it going to be like that the Chiefs are technically having uh, a home game here? And it definitely felt like a Chiefs home game. It was the, uh, a Chief Mahomes game, even. They were all over the place. Um, mad for the Chiefs. Travis Kelsey ran out for his warm-up and just started pumping up the crowd. The whole crowd were responding to him. Just electric. Like, I've rarely seen anything like that where people are so in tune to the players and so excited for football. And just so loud and so happy to be there. It's funny, like you know, like obviously you have a, a kicking background. And for people wondering, Connor was just sitting beside me the whole time just talking about kicking and the Jumbotron and Tommy Townsend and everybody. Talk to us about that screen and what you've seen pre-game, post-game. Because I, I really think it could be a massive factor this weekend coming, Connor, whenever the Patriots play the Colts. Yeah, the Jumbotron, the Jumbotron, the Jumbotron. You didn't notice this because it didn't cause an issue in the game, um, but the Jumbotron was actually quite low. Both punters probably hit the Jumbotron three or four times during warm-ups, um, at least, both of them. Um, it is situated kind of in the middle of the field, and usually punters will kick a little bit directionally. They Ideally, you want to try and put your punt outside the numbers on either side where you're going left or right. So, you know, a great punt would have avoided... Um, the jumbotron but sometimes if you're punting on the left hash you're going to punt to the right corner and vice versa right hash to the left corner so it was kind of interesting we were both talking about it uh, myself and you michael and mentioned some other people that they were definitely hitting it and i think it really got into their heads that the first few punts from both punters and jake bailey and tommy townsend weren't the best and i think they were just really nervous about hitting that jumbotron because they're swinging full like guy like tommy townsend who uh, holds the nfl record of all time hang time on on a single punt 5.72 seconds 
like that ball is going over the jumbotron if he hits that type of ball. So it was it was very interesting. Um, I think it kind of gave some of the teams a little bit better field position than than they might have. Um, I was I thought it might actually have played more of a factor, um, but you know both punters definitely avoided it and kind of just played safe. They played they punted safely. They didn't try and mess around with it too much. I think that was probably probably the wise thing. Um, I wanted to ask um, uh, Coach McDaniel's at the end of the game of the press conference. I didn't get a chance to, but I was going to ask him how worried him and Jake Bailey were about that and if they'd made any adjustments. Unfortunately, didn't get a chance to ask that. Um, but yeah, certainly interesting. Certainly something I hadn't seen before in uh, any type of NFL game. You've had an awful lot of experience playing. How did you find that atmosphere, Connor? Yeah, I mean, talked about it earlier, but the experience and the atmosphere there was second to none. Um, I mean, I played in a couple of packed out arenas, particularly in Phoenix, played at the Phoenix Suns or NBA arena there. We had full with 15,000 people, absolutely electric and the noise. This was like, this was beyond that. It was packed to rafters, whatever the capacity is, 48,000, filled to the brim, all screaming, all jeering all hungry for football it was just i mean you and i could just feel it michael when we were up there it was just absolutely incredible stuff um like that's the thing where even if you're just a casual football fan or as a casual sports fan you walk in there and you can just feed off it you don't have to bring your own energy to a game like that it just it gives you energy before even someone throws a ball um and i think that's really going to stand in frankfurt's favor and like you know all the big wigs were out there. Um, every NFL guy, every pundit, it was all being covered. I'm sure the the word's going to be that like this uh, was an absolutely amazing atmosphere and an incredible experience for everyone involved. Just to have that type of hype going around it, and then you know a very very tight game at the end of the day, um, it's definitely going to play in the favor of having more games in places like Frankfurt. So you know maybe Spain, as we heard some of the rumors going around and. And Dublin even hopefully soon. So yeah, I can't I can't wait for more. Now look, w- one of the biggest things that came into this game was the fact that the Chiefs really looked like a team that had no jet lag, and everybody was arguing on Friday, including myself, that they came in too late and that that would that would make them struggle and the Dolphins might take over. It was the opposite, frankly. What did you make of the performance? Because defensively, we'll talk about that in a minute. But the Chiefs went out from the start; they controlled the game realistically it was a very very good game i enjoyed it but it was always their game yeah chiefs looked very very smart they're very very capable team um that that first drive they looked like they couldn't be stopped um everyone was kind of open bar travis kelsey for some weird reason but maybe that was it they were doubling him um and trying to take him out of the game and he was also blocking actually quite well and the different schemes they were running in different situations um on their offense um, Patrick Mahomes looked very nimble when he decided to run. I thought he made good decisions when to run. He didn't overdo it. Um, he really helped his team. You know, guys like Tony who were being roasted at the beginning of the season. He had you know a very good reception and showed a lot of good fight. Um, they just they looked like a very sharp team uh, coming out. I think people were kind of saying it like the first half. They're like, yeah, it's the Chiefs. The Chiefs are going to hammer them. I mean, we were kind of predicting the opposite. We all sort of thought the. Offense of, of Miami would be too much, and the fact that the Chiefs haven't been doing as well lately, we thought that would that would kind of all come into factor. Not not at all. Chiefs came out swinging. They did get slowed down quite a bit. Um, you know, second, third, well, second quarter, their defense scored an amazing touchdown. Um, but in that second half, I mean, they were basically shut out by the Dolphins team. 
Um, so that might have me a little bit concerned that, like, you know, Miami were there for the taking. I think everyone can agree on that. They were certainly there for a big beating. It, in, we were inside the stadium. You could feel it, and everyone was kind of expecting that. And they didn't. They didn't swing the sword. You know, they kind of just clung on at the end. And, and luckily, it was kind of Miami mistakes that caused Miami not to get back into that game. Um, so they started amazing, did not finish well. I kind of wonder... Um, is that kind of is that a permanition of what's going to happen later in the season when it matters a bit more and you have a team that's not making mistakes like Miami did like maybe Miami lost that game and Kansas City didn't win that play by the defense and us sitting in the press room missing it might be one of the most all time decisions for me but you were sitting laughing saying that was one of the all time plays now just for reference for people listening to this the key in the press box is to go down about a minute and a half before the end of the half and get yourself whatever's in this in the press room get, get first first dibs in the case yesterday it was a barbecue wrap and we sat down and it happened connor i'll never forget your face man yeah god uh you and i uh down in the uh press conference obviously right before uh, halftime we were both kind of getting cold we said we'll run down um get a quick bite to eat um, still watch the game obviously because it's there warm up a little bit and then straight back up for the second half and yeah we missed one of the greatest defensive players of all time um, Tyreek Hill kind of the ball got caught in his legs a little bit and you know he didn't even talk about it much in the press conference um, he kind of said you know you fumble you fumble you just kind of move on which I think is a good attitude I, th- I thought it was a great tackle to be honest and a steal um, and then just have the presence of mind to kind of hold onto the ball, get your arms free, and then to shovel it backwards, which, you know, we rarely, rarely ever see, but just have the presence of mind to do that, shovel it back to Cook, and then Cook to take the sideline and realize after about 10 yards, if I just put my head down here, I could go the whole way, and that's exactly what he did. He was absolutely gone. He was running, 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 running. It was just, it, it was sensational. It was it was an unbelievable play. We missed the whole thing. We heard it. We watched it on TV, but we missed what we could have actually seen live, um, which was great. Um, it was, I mean, it was great for the Chiefs. It wasn't great for us. So there you go, and that, that, and that happens sometimes when you decide to uh, you decide to go for the free buffet instead of staying for the last thirty seconds of the half. The Dolphins look; they really did not come alive until the third quarter. We seen towards the end of the actual game that Tua like, he had a few passing issues. You know, you had the chance to speak to him as well. What were your thoughts on both Tua and the Dolphins' performance overall, Connor? Yeah, I spoke a little bit about um, about Tua. Um, he, I mean, I think the the kind of the script that's coming out now, or at least the storylines, is like you know Tua is not the guy. He's not this great quarterback that everyone thought he was going to be. You know, it's more the team around him. And we saw tonight that, or last night rather, that he wasn't as as great. And he, we saw some of his issues and his frailties. I'm not 100% sure on that. I mean, he blamed himself in the press conference. He basically said it was miscommunication. It was all on me. I shouldn't do it. And then Josh McDaniels came out and said, did Tua come out here and blame it all on himself? Because I bet you he did. And that's, and that's exactly it. Like, and he said, you know, it wasn't all on him. It was different kind of situations went on. He actually took the loss on his shoulders, on McDaniels' shoulders, which a great coach kind of should do in situations like that. Um and yeah, like I, I think I think he he did still look good. There was a couple of straight passes that I really didn't like and wasn't sure what he was doing. He did spin a couple of times when he felt the pressure, but he almost like spanned the wrong direction. 
So I'm not sure if he did just feel a bit off. Um, he did say at the beginning of the press conference that he would like to have gotten here a little bit earlier and not felt as much jet lag. And maybe there was a little bit of tiredness there. He definitely felt off his game. I certainly wouldn't rule him out, um, especially after a loss like that. I think there's a lot of lessons to be learned from him. There's a lot he can look at. There's some great tape against you know a very good team. So hopefully that will stand by him for the rest of the season. Maybe this is his kind of a, a bit of a bad game that he's going to have, and he's kind of got it out of the way. Who knows? I I wouldn't rule him out, but yeah, he didn't he didn't have his best game. A couple of stray passes, a couple of weird decisions, fumble at the end. I don't think it was his fault either. But you know, these things happen in football and just any general professional sports. Look, the the Chiefs got over the line at the end. Do you think McDaniel's would have went for two if the Dolphins had scored a touchdown towards the end of the game? Um, Chiefs did get over the line just at the end. I think they kind of, as I said earlier, like. I don't know if they won the game more than Miami lost the game. Uh, would McDaniels have gone for two at the end? Why not? He's in Frankfurt. He's in Germany. He feels the crowd. They have all the momentum if they'd scored. Um, I guess it depends how 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 they would have scored if they did score. I'd say if it was Mostart and they, they stuck with the running game and he was doing that well and he ran in the TD, I think they would have because what you would expect to happen then for two is like, are we going to give them a start again? But you have to be aware of like the passing options too with two in an offense like that and uh, Tyree killed. So it would have made it very, very interesting. I would have said, yeah, he would have gone for it and he would, and he would have nailed it. Connor, I, I'll tell anyone I know Munich for me was one of the best days of my life last year. I love that. On, well, I love that on Sunday. I love Frankfurt. I love the fans. I love the atmosphere. Country roads take me home to the place I belong. <laughs> Was it a good experience for you? Overall, a great experience. I mean, I just feel so lucky and blessed that I'm able to do the things like this and be able to go to a place like that um, and talk to some amazing people from all over the world. I mean, I think you and I were saying it. There were Spanish people there, Mexican people there, there's Italians, Irish, English, Scottish, Welsh, um, people from Sweden, people from Switzerland. We spoke to two guys from Switzerland. They're lovely fellas. That like wasn't just Germans that you might have expect, or maybe people kind of close to Germany that had big um, football influences. It was people from all over, um, and then tons of you know the U.S. crowd and the NFL team team crowd as well. So it was it was an incredible experience, and honestly, I can't wait for the next one. It was one hell of a week nine Sunday. Was there anything that you picked up on on the way home? Uh, yeah, in general, I mean, the, the week was a weird one. I got to see some of the game. I mean, the Baltimore Ravens are now looking like uh, an unbelievable team. Two blowout wins against two very, very good teams. Odell Beckham Jr. apparently is the old Odell Beckham Jr., like the guy who can really, really play. Um, even when Zay Flowers not really doing much, like he kind of really stepped in there. Um, Gus Edwards as well. It was amazing. So that's just kind of focusing on that on that Baltimore game. I, like, I would hate to play Baltimore now. They looked, they looked very, very efficient. I think the Raiders got a very important win. Absolutely massive uh, for for our Raiders because I was getting a bit worried about them. Um, you know, like last week's game, they just they, they didn't look in it. And a couple of time, couple of weeks this year, they've really looked like, you're, you're just like, God, this is like brand new stadium. They're playing in Vegas. They only moved to Vegas a few years ago and they look awful. But they definitely shouldn't be because they've got some good players in there. Um, and everything else, but yeah, they got they got rid of the coach, and now they're they're back to winning. So I think that's something definitely interesting, something to follow. Um, I didn't get to see many of the other games, but I think it was just kind of an exciting week in general. Having the first game in Frankfurt, there's another one next week's going to be the Patriots um, versus the Colts. 
Um, and the rest of the kind of storylines of the league kind of remain the same, except for basically like Miami. People are, I, people may be ruling out Miami now, but I don't know. Like a lot of the stat that was going on as well. I know we talked about them so much, but them uh, only, uh, you know, having not beaten a team with a winning record in whatever, two years or something like that, or two and a half years or something. Um, that was kind of interesting. But yeah, I would hate to play uh, Baltimore. I still would hate to play the Bengals at the moment. Um, the 49ers have a bye week they're the team you know I really want to see going on so we're going to see what happens with them next week um, and then our little wheel and watch the Green Bay Packers they had a surprising win um, but if you're kind of maybe I stacked them with the Raiders or I would have being like teams that maybe aren't performing as well as I thought they would be um, I still don't know if I feel it with Green Bay I just don't know if they have the squad there that is really really going to challenge I don't know if Jordan Love is playing as well um, as he can, or maybe a lot of people maybe thought he did. The Raiders, I think, is still a bit dangerous. They have a very good defense still. Um, not that the Packers don't either, but I kind of would put my... I, th- I thought the Raiders looked a bit better, so that's kind of uh, my take on, on the week, although I, did, I was limited watching on the week, Michael. So, Connor, thank you so much for being there. I, I, I know a lot of people... Love seeing he was. I know. I know. I know. You put the impression certainly on Mark and Jason, and uh, thank you for taking the time and and just for showing faith in this brand and what we're doing. So much so that you would fly halfway across the world for it. Uh, I know you had different things going on in Germany, but we certainly appreciate it. We appreciate you, and we appreciate what you're doing. Thank you for being there, and uh, it was great to spend some time with you. Yeah, and thank you, Michael. It was a it was a great week. Um, as I said again, Daniel Whelan had a winning game, which was fantastic. And the last few games have been tough for him. The Irishman in the NFL is still going strong, punting great, um, and hopefully we'll get him on here in uh, in a couple of weeks or so. Folks, thank you for listening to the Pro Football Ireland Monday Morning Football. Once the Germany games are over, we'll get back to the normal schedule. We really appreciate your patience while we get ready for that. God bless. Shut you soon. <laughs>